Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, Clotho Spindle on Tumblr, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, Chickren on Tumblr. Eon? I thought you said Theon. (laughs) (laughs) This is Eon, and I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile? Hi, I'm Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. And our returning guest, Donkey Leg. Hey, I'm Donkey Leg, Donkey underscore Leg on Instagram. Great, great. Nice to have you back. (laughs) It's good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this episode, we're back to our reading of the Dunkin' Egg Tales, covering part one of the Mystery Night. Uh, You could expect spoilers for any part of the Dunkin' Egg Tales, A Song of Ice and Fire, and uh, possibly Game of Thrones as well. Um, A little recap, we last left off at the end of Sworn Sword with Dunk defeating Sir Inchfield in Trial by Combat. Uh, Lady Rohan married Sir Eustace, and Duncan Egg decided to head north after leaving Coldmoat. And uh, right now we're going to begin with Duncan Egg taking their leave of Stony Sept. They come across the head of a hunchback Septon and paled upon a spike above the town gate. They had heard him speaking treason against Lord Bloodraven just three days past. And I got a bit of banter I'm going to read here. Um, when the town was well behind them, Dunk cleared his throat and said... Bad business cutting off the heads of septons. All he did was talk. Words are wind. Some words are wind, sir, and some are treason. Egg was skinny as a stick, all ribs and elbows, but he did have a mouth. Now you sound a proper princeling. Egg took that for an insult, which it was. He might have been a septon, but he was preaching lies, sir. The drought wasn't Lord Bloodraven's fault, nor the great spring sickness either. Might be that's so, but if we start cutting off the heads of all the fools and liars, half the town in the towns in the Seven Kingdoms will be empty. So there was a little bit of a setup there for uh, Lord Raven and his thousand and one eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the little bit at the start when Duncan's remembering, you know, as a child in King's Landing, how they how they stole the head. Yeah, and made all the girls story. kiss it. Look, oh, they're <laughs> such awful children. I was, yeah, I was like, they are slippery, slippery dogs. And, and also how it, it started, like, losing all the flesh off of it, so they just <sighs> dumped it in the pot <laughs> with a ball of brown. I'm like, oh, oh. gross. Oh, so yes. Bad. Yeah, that scared me. It was so oh. gross and detailed. I was thinking to myself, if Lot was modding, she'd probably read that part. <laughs> she <totally> would. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then we got like a good bit there, you know. And I didn't go into that part, but there was a pretty, you know, a good bit about, um, you know, they sort of underscore again about the thousand and one eyes and all the different things that they were accusing Blood Raven of, you know, that he was in the wolves and the ravens and, you know, mm-hmm. mist and. Well, I think you know, any time that there's outside terrible circumstances like a drought, like the spring mm-hmm. sickness, you know, people naturally look for someone to blame. And, you know, obviously he's the scapegoat. And you kind of see it later on in the main series with Tyrion that he's kind of, he's different. So he's the scapegoat for a lot of for a lot of problems he has absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah. 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 
That's just like, you know, all the, not to get political, but think about in the real world, all, you know, Republicans are like, Obama did this, Obama did that, you know, like, that's just, that's life, you know, everyone's, everyone's got to find someone yeah. to blame. It's like the thanks, I mean, thanks, like Blood the Raven. thanks, Obama meme. <laughs> it's thanks, Blood <laughs> Raven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so six days later, they attempt to hide when a large party passes them on the road. An older, sour-mouthed lord spots Dunk in the bushes and accuses them of being robbers. Lord Alan Cockshaw and a hedge knight named Sir John the Fiddler approach and attempt to calm things down. Dunk notices the man is very well dressed for a hedge knight. Sir John claims to have a good feeling about Dunk and invites Dunk and Egg to travel with them to Lord Butterwell's wedding tourney at Whitewalls. Feeling uncomfortable, Dunk declines the offer. Afterward, Egg informs him that the sour-mouthed lord was Gorman Peak of Starpike, and Dunk recalls that he's the man that killed Sir Arlen's nephew and previous squire Roger of Pennytree. Dunk then informs Egg he's decided to enter the tourney at Whitewalls after all, and imagines himself defeating Lord Peak in the lists. And uh, I don't know if anybody else picked this up, but when I read it, I was like, Gorman Peak? That sounds a lot like Gorman Gas. So I looked it up, and it actually was, um, you know how George does these little homages to people? Mm-hmm. Um, the It was a trilogy written by Mervyn Peak, and um, the house is, uh, you know, the seat says Star Pike. There's a character named Steer Pike. So there's several in there, oh. and there's a Titus, oh, wow. there's a Lord Titus Peak in the Gorman Gas trilogy. So I don't know. <laughs> What's that? What are those books about? Um, it's a fantasy series. There was a, I believe it was a BBC uh, a miniseries. I don't know if there's six episodes. Mm. Um, it was pretty good back in 2000. That's interesting. Yeah, but it was a novel series. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, like he always, her... It's cool to see stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, like I wonder, too, is, is this... A... Oh, go ahead. Is this the guy who's going to kill Makar? Doesn't Makar get killed by a peak? Am I crazy? Makar well, as in Aegon's like... father, Egg's father. Well, well what, you know what? The... We did have an email from a Marianne that actually broke down House Peak for us. Oh, We're that's great. Talk about it, and I can read it right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, she says... <laughs> Bust it out. <laughs> House Peak's represented by Gorman Peak in Mystery Night also played a major part in West Westerosi history. They were the his, the historic rivals of House Manderley in the Reach. One of the three castles on the peak sigil is Dustinberry. The castle and lands went to the peaks after they defeated and drove out the Manderleys. This resulted in the Manderleys and their people migrating to the north and taking the oath mm. of bannermen to the Starks. After being granted land in the White Knife, mm. um, the height of the peak's power was highest under Unwin Peak, who was regent to the king, young king after the Dance of the Dragons, where his power grasping self-promotion was legendary. It was also the losing of this power that resulted in their support of the Blackfires. And even though Gorman Peak was executed in Mystery Night, the peaks were not done. Some years after they led the rebellion called the Peak's Uprising of 233, it was in the attack at Starpike, the last of the castles of the Sigil, the third one that they lost, in which King Makar was killed, which resulted in the King's Council naming Egg King oh. Aegon War. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Where is their house? The Riverlands or the Stormlands? Uh, or, the, so. reach. the Reach. The Reach, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what you I did, like, you know... Dunk kind of showing his character again in, I mean, he basically decides to go to this wedding because he wants to avenge the death of a boy that, you know, he never knew. Mm-hmm. 
or not avenge, I would say, but I think he wants to um, defeat okay. the people, you know, defeat the guy in the joust or whatever that killed this boy he never knew. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet, because he totally could have been like, well, I'm not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, that would probably get a good mill. I mean, because I think right after that, weren't they at the end, and the end lady yeah. wasn't wanting to give him any food, wouldn't let him stay in the stable or anything. Yeah, she was kind of a so, bitch. Let's just yeah, be she real. Was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And, I and can, you know, just to make uh, Sir Arlen, you know, the, I think he, he's thinking it would make Sir Arlen proud for yeah. to have him, like, avenge his former squire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we get into the part with the inn. Uh, that evening, they seek lodging at an inn by the lake. Finding it full, the innkeep suggests they camp with three other hedge knights in, in a grove of weirwood stumps nearby. There they meet Sir Maynard Plum. Sir Kyle the Cat, and Sir Glendon Ball. While sharing a meal and talking by the fire, it is revealed that the champion's prize will be a dragon's egg. Sir Kyle tells him the egg was gifted to Lord Butterwell after King Aegon had impregnated all three of Butterwell's maiden daughters in one night. Sir Glendon (laughs) states that he will make his name and claim the egg and informs them that he is the bastard son of Sir Quentin Fireball Ball, who fought for Damon Blackfire. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny about that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you get a dragon's egg for all that trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I mean, Fireball is pretty much the best nickname that's had a Kingslayer. That is pretty sweet. I know. Some of these They names. should call that the guy who impregnated three girls on one night. They should call him, you know, Power for Balls or something. <laughs> <laughs> Powerball. Yeah, Powerball. Seriously. The true Powerballs was on. Yeah. Jesus. Aegon. Oh, man. So. <laughs> It would make me wonder if, like, there's all these other lords that have dragon eggs because this Mm -hmm, King Aegon totally got around, and (laughs) you know, so maybe like there's these other hidden dragon eggs throughout, (laughs) you know, the you know Westeros that nobody really knows about. (laughs) Be really funny, like passing them out like candy. Did you ever hear that? Derek Jeter, the famous baseball player, after he would sleep with girls, the next morning he would give them gift baskets. So maybe that was a maybe that was the king's yes. thing. He, instead of a gift basket, he'd give him a dragon egg. Awesome. And you know he could actually start a business where they make like fake. You know they're not because these I suppose are supposed to be some kind of fossils or real eggs that just yeah, like uh, yeah. what is they just uh, painted petrified. Rocks. Yeah, they could start painting some rocks. <laughs> That would be I mean, how would you know? It wasn't like you're not going to crack it open to find out. No, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, okay. We go to, uh, in the morning, the knights go their separate ways while waiting to ride the ferry across the lake. Dunk takes his time to warm warn Egg to stay away from Sir Maynard as there's something about the knight he finds troubling. Dunk also wonders if the dragon's egg will be on display at the wedding feast. Egg responds that his dragon dragon's egg is at summer hall and uh another little bit i have to read um yours your dragon's egg dunk frowns at the boor- boy wondering if this is some jape where did it come from from a dragon sir they put it in my cradle <laughs> do you want a cloud on the ear there are no dragons no but there are eggs the last dragon left the clutch of five and they have more on dragonstone old ones from be- before the dance my brothers all have them too Arian's looks as though it's made of gold and silver with veins of fire running through it. Mine is white and green and all swirly. So. Yeah, I love, like, Dunk's disbelief at that. Like, they, they put a dragon egg in your cradle? <laughs> what? Like, what kind of family is this? Like, I yeah. think he just is 
he forgets who Egg is, you know? Yeah, and I wonder, I that made me wonder, like, is that not, I guess, suppose that's not really common, yeah, knowledge, common knowledge, you know, yeah. hey, because, I mean, you'd think if you heard that, it would get around, like, oh my god, they have, <laughs> maybe they yeah, keep they give an egg to every baby, yeah. <laughs> they don't want people coming in and trying to rob the eggs. Well, and, you know, when Egg was born, he was, you know, pretty far down the line of succession, too. So, you know, he yeah, wasn't... For, for him to get an egg, that means they yeah. got a lot. Yeah. Right, right. Like, they have eggs to spare. Yeah. <laughs> and that got exactly. me thinking, like... Can you like... imagine if, like, Joffrey would have gotten an egg? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I imagine him, like, literally sitting on his eggs. No, he would have, like, <laughs> smashed a cat with it. Yeah, he yeah. would be the person to smash the egg open. He would drop it on someone's head yeah. from a high on the castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean oh. it's you know you gotta wonder though if they had this limit at what point were people would they start because they've got this thing like if we you know we can make the hatch the dragons like would you know if they ran out would people start any getting more jealous than they already were of their siblings like, he's got an egg and i don't yeah <laughs> and did well, did they yeah. give the boy it sounds like they didn't give the girls eggs right probably not no. you know, probably not who would give a girl an egg what is she good for <laughs> agreed no, I think the girls got eggs a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So they did get eggs? I mean, yeah. they had dragons. Oh, they did? Okay, no. okay. Yeah, I think in the beginning, everyone got eggs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you know, way back to um, Rainies and Visenium, Rain, yeah. they got their own dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. just a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, and that kind of just made me sad, because Egg's talking about how he wants to maybe hatch an egg one day. And that right there is what's going to lead... It kill both of them. It kills both of them because that's what Egg wanted to do mm-hmm. is try to hatch hatch one of those eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Kind of see, like all these prophecies and these mm-hmm. dreams coming, you know, coming true in his life that you can kind of feel like, you know, if he had like a legit prophecy from like you know the ghost of High Heart or whatever, I could see where he could think, yeah, you know, this has got a pretty fair shot of happening. Like I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah. yeah, and didn't he have the little? I think there was a little bit in there too about Aemon and how they would talk. Like I thought that was really sweet too, how mm-hmm. they would play and imagine, you know, flying how on their dragons. How much older is Aemon than Egg? Does anyone know offhand? How much older? I don't. Yeah, know. I always pictured Aemon as being significantly older, but then the way they talk, it, it feels like they're maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're like t- at least I feel like ten years because he's already in the Citadel. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I thought they were yeah, because remember they visited. That's where Maester came from. They they were visiting Aemon at the Citadel, and then they got that don a donkey. They got a don- what a a beautiful I sentiment. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that in the beginning he cuts his little straw hat and he puts the straw hat oh, on the donkey. Yeah. That like, made me so happy. I was like, that was such a cool touch. He didn't have to add that. It was so great. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, at the wedding feast, Dunk is seated with the other hedge knights in the back, while Egg is told he can sit in the inner yard with the other squires. Sir Maynard teases Dunk that the girls can't keep their eyes off of him, and the other knights comment on his size as well. The discussion turns to the tourney. Aside from the dragon's egg for the winner, there will be 30 golden dragons for the loser of the final tilt and 10 each for the knights defeated in the round before. The fanfare trumpets blare as Lord Butterwell escorts his young bride to the dais. They are followed by Lord Frey, the bride's father, and his four-year-old heir, Walder Frey. The rest of the lords and ladies enter behind them. Toasts begin, and when one is made to the king's hand, Brynden Rivers, Sir Glendon turns his wine cup over to spill the contents on the floor. 
Dunk observes that almost half the crowd does not raise their cups, and many dump theirs as well. So we get a little bit of a uh, Walder there. He was acting yeah. naughty. <laughs> already, already starting. Dick. Yeah, he's always he's already a little shit. Yeah, yeah totally. and he has an annoying laugh. Oh yes, I love how detailed his snot. He was like he didn't have a chinless, he yeah, had a chinless he face. Like a it's so funny they don't even tell us it's Walder, but we all just know because yeah. of the description. I know. I was yeah. like mowing the lawn and listening to the audio book the first time before I did my read through. And I was just like, oh, God, it's Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked up um, Eamon and Egg, and it's kind of shocking because um, according to the the wiki, Eamon is just two years older than Egg. And he oh. um, he finished his hmm. studies as a master, as a maester at the age of 19. Oh, so, you okay. know, when Egg is like 11 here, Eamon is 13. Oh, wow. So he's been totally. at the Citadel for like a while, They just too. shipped him off. It, it, Says yeah. he was sent to the Citadel at the age of nine or ten. Oh wow! So yeah, it oh he's way God. like he's way way younger than I was. I was thinking he was like in his twenties maybe, yeah. but no, yeah, I mean no, they definitely. were like very close in age. So was there precedent wow. for that? Like, had they been sending Targaryens to the? I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't oh, think so. That's a good. That point. sounded like strange that they would do that, but I think it's mm-hmm. because they had so many boys exactly, in, the, yeah. in the extended family at Take that one. age. Take <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's kind of like, isn't that like in the old, the olden days? Like, <laughs> give me a less uh, defined time. But, you know, back in the day, like the second, third, fourth sons, like, you know, one would go to the yeah. priesthood. and yeah. Right. Yeah. That was true. Wouldn't they like throw them off cliffs in China? Like, <laughs> they didn't need the money. <laughs> I feel like I heard that somewhere that like the second daughter, like the they would just like go and throw off a cliff or something crazy. Oh, wow. Huh. I could have imagined that, but People I feel like I read that somewhere. Up. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, guess, I would like to think that I didn't like create that in my mind. <laughs> like, I would, well, I could see someone in the world of Game of Thrones doing that, some culture, and that that was oh, doing that. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Well, they I were like the Ironborn. <laughs> the Ironborn yeah, throwing to see. Just gonna kill Sam. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's a grown boy. Like that was someone who had feelings, and like babies are just you know babies. <laughs> and, like, yeah, in a particularly <laughs> cruel way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell my girlfriend I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, babies. <laughs> <laughs> You'd fit right in with Steros. <laughs> oh. Okay, so anybody got anything else by that section? We're going to get back to the feasting. <laughs> okay. Um, after the feast begins, Sir John the Fiddler approaches their table to boast that he will be the champion tomorrow and tells them every wedding needs a singer and every tourney needs a mystery knight. Sir Glendon becomes angry. Tunk excuses himself to get some fresh air. He gets turned around and takes a piss in the bushes under a flight of stone stairs. He hears a door open above and the following conversation. Beggar's feast you've laid before us without bitter steel. Bitter steel be buggered, insisted a familiar voice. No bastard can be trusted, not even him. A few victories will bring him over the water fast enough. Lord Peak, Dunk held his breath and his piss. Easier to speak of victories than to win them, this speaker had a deeper voice than Peak, a bass rumble with an angry edge to it. Old Milkblood expected the boy to have it, and so will the rest. Glib words and charm cannot make up for that. A dragon would, the prince, insist the egg will hatch. He dreamed it, just as he once dreamed his brother's dead. A living dragon will win us all the swords that we would want. 
A dragon is one thing, a dream is another. I promise you, Blood Raven is not off dreaming. We need a warrior, not a dreamer. Is the boy his father's son? Just do your part as promised, and let me concern myself with that. Once we have Butterwell's gold and the swords of House Frey, Harrenhal will follow, then the Brackens. Otho knows he cannot hope to stand. The voices were fading as the speakers moved away. Plots afoot, huh? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you kind of skipped over all of John the Fiddler's, like, awesome innuendo towards, uh, Dunk. Dunk. Yeah, I was going to say, you shouldn't be called the Fiddler, you should be the, the flautist. Oh, before, oh, is he a pro oh, with the boasting and the, like, oh, yeah, you think he was coming on to him? <laughs> he was coming on to him. So hard. So obvious. Well, I'm glad you brought you up that. You had to think of, of George back in New Mexico, like, typing this while just, like, giggling. <laughs> it totally went over my head. It went over my head, too. I read an article it over my head. beforehand that he might be gay, so, like, it, it hit home. Okay. That's why I didn't oh include God. it, because of what I... I was just, like, this was the goofy... Like, this was written by, like, a 14-year-old boy. Or me. <laughs> Like, yeah. one of the two. <laughs> I was totally dunk when reading this because it just, I mean, I it didn't dawn on me that this dude was flirting with, with dunk until, like, mm. like Lot actually pointed it out to me, and I'm like, oh, crap, that could have bitten me like a snake. I mean, yeah. Do we need to do another newlywed game where we find out, yeah. like, how long it took for you guys to figure out your husband was hitting on you? Yeah, because I didn't know. <laughs> The next thing I knew, we were married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read the whole. Yeah, I found. I actually found it after I wrote my notes about the. <laughs> the game. I don't know if that would have helped. It still went over my head. <laughs> yeah. He le- he legitimately tells me I can't wait to cross swords with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so terrible. I usually think of these things. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> oh, oh. No, I was like grinning like a fool reading it. Like just because it. I mean, I, it's. It's fun, and it's fun, and it's in, like, that stupid, like, juvenile way, but then it's also mm-hmm. just fun to, again, imagine, like, George writing it, and, like, mm-hmm. what a kick he was obviously getting out of it. Yeah, that definitely tickled him but a lot. It really, and, and it I really think, adds like, more to it than just, like, you know, I was thinking, oh, he just really wants him to be his man, but this adds so much. I think that adds a nice little level to it, you know? Definitely. And I think, like, the whole wedding was written really, you know, you know like, the fry, the fray bride and, like, how, how she's getting married because oh, yes. Walter Potter having sex with the pot boy. I was hoping someone would bring that up <laughs> because I was like, if I keep putting all these details, I wanted that detail. They're so bad, but I was like, this is going to be, like, a, you know, my whole readings that one section oh. is going to be a half hour long, but that was great. Oh, my God. Did well, one thing. Part- oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I mean, he came on to him because, like, first they talked about how, like, the girls were coming on, you know, like, all looking at Dunk and Dunk didn't do anything about it. So if you're a gay dude, you're like, well, if he's not going to oh. go after those girls, like, oh. let me go and let me go and throw my. Uh, That's a good point. You know, my sword in the ring. <laughs> my favorite part of the wedding, although that, other than that comment, my favorite part of the wedding is after he gets back to his seat, though, after the bedding and the one guy drunkenly asks if there's any flour on the bride's nipple. Yeah, that, I, yes. that was awesome. <laughs> that was Sir Maynard, I think he asked him that. that was... <laughs> so, and then someone was saying, but I don't think the timing would be right. I did read this theory that someone was saying was Walder Frey, her her son like you know how they say oh the, the walter found her like screwing the guy on top of the you know kitchen table or whatever it was 
But mm-hmm. then somebody else was saying there's a theory that she actually had Walder, and they just married her well, off after she had him. I feel like the description of the child, though, with, like, the weak chin... Yeah, that's gotta that's be Walder. That's such a, like, Walder Frey characteristic. Well, the, well the, yeah, the, he was, but he was Walder Frey, but you get what I'm saying? That she was his mother instead of... Oh, uh, so you get what I'm saying? actually the heir. He, they just, but that's a lot to give the heir, you know, he's the heir to... The yeah, class, yeah. Like, to, I don't know if I'd buy it, but I thought that, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's possible. <laughs> I just you know, took it as like him being a little snotty brat and telling on his sister. Yeah. Yeah. And old flower tits probably had a lot of lovers, so it could, you know it could have been someone before the pot boy. Well, and the whole bit about Dunk like getting aroused and everything like oh yeah. poor Dunk oh, he needs to get some so bad. Squirming. Like, give John the Fiddler a twirl. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was so, you know, that was so very detailed with the, uh, and I guess we're getting into it. Does anybody else have to add, anything to add? Because I'm getting to it right here with the next section. With uh, Dunk go returns inside. Did you have something? No. Okay. Okay. It. Dunk returns inside. The wine keeps flowing. He dozes briefly and is awoken by sounds of the betting ceremony beginning. A drunk Sir Franklin almost drops the bride, and Sir John the Fiddler drags Dunk to his feet and cries out, let the giant carry her. He manages to make it up to the bedchamber, but as he is leaving, he sees the dragon's egg and can't resist holding holding it. It is a deep, rich red with gold flecks that shimmer as he turns it in his hands. He puts the egg down after a man with a cold black beard asks him what he's doing. He recognizes the voice as the man he'd overheard talking to Peek. And yeah, as he's bring, as what you were talking about, as he's bringing up the stairs, she's squirming, and he gets a heart on, and then you know, he, George, George adds a little bit about the dwarf reaching his hand in and fondling the breast, like it's very, uh... <laughs> very George. And then yes. the pictures in the book, like that scene, yes. is absolutely hysterical. I mean, it could not like the illustrated version of it that I have. I mean, it's she's great. like, a, you know. An so artist painting. Involved. Oh, and then they have all of the people there looking up at... I mean, it's just... I can't even... I'm not doing a very good job of describing it, so maybe you'll have to fi- find a picture and post it on Tumblr or something. But, I mean, it is the most idealized picture of a betting <laughs> I can imagine. And I think it's great because, you know, sometimes you hear about these things. This is... You know, it could be pretty traumatizing to a lot of people, yeah, but I she think. seemed to be thoroughly enjoying <laughs> it from George's description. She was stuff. all about the betting. <laughs> Yeah, I think she was just fine. <laughs> She's like, maybe like, a, you know, I could see Walda being kind of like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'd have trouble carrying Walda. Well, not with Dunk around. Yeah, Dunk could do That's it. True. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, feeling dizzy from the wine and hoping to avoid the crowd carrying Lord Butterwell, he retreats to the roof. Sir John the Fiddler follows him and tells Dunk that he dreamed of him before they met. He dreamed on him. <laughs> Follow out into the dark, starlit <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just, like come around and like put his arms around him from behind. I mean, this is like super romantic. See, now and he, said he like, dreamed about him. <laughs> yep. Yes, he. he said, I dreamed of you. He used, and I was like, these use the same line. <laughs> Every all these people are dreaming a dunk and hitting on him. Yep. <laughs> he dreamed that Dunk was a sworn brother of the King's Guard and that a dragon burst forth from an egg at a pale white castle. Gorman Peak and two men at arms burst through the door onto the roof just as Sir John is telling Dunk he will raise him high and give him a white cloak if he will be his man. The guards escort Sir John the Fiddler to bed, and Lord Gorman threatens to run three feet of steel through Dunk's belly if he speaks a word of what just happened. 
Dunk doubles over and vomits on Peak's boots. <laughs> and there was a bit, you know, there was a bit more in there about um, he was pretty adamant about and again maybe it was he you know the the attraction and really felt so strongly that dunk was going to be you know his king's guard but he was very adamant about it i wonder you know when they talk about that pale white castle you know does do we have any sense of where in westeros that is that you it's know white walls. Not, well but i mean do it's you dunk really oh you don't get it it's no, yeah, no, no. because the, I think the, it's, the oh, dragon okay. You know, well, it's, a, it's kind of spoiling right. the end, but that's right. why, that's how I interpreted it. But I'm thinking of it in like, a, you know, if you could take it in another way, where Donald oh, okay. is in the king, you know, in a more literal way, almost like he is mm-hmm. in the king's guard. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, like I want. I wonder if Summerhall kind of fits that description too. Well, I always interpret it as like two separate dreams, almost like he's dreamed of him as a king's guard, and then he's also yeah. dreamed of like an egg, you know, like a dragon hatching from an egg. Okay, yeah. but I don't know. That's how I interpreted it. I, no, I think it seems like there's like three different, like three different time periods, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, then he does dunk in the future, yeah. and then the like far future, or the like Danny in the future, basically, or or you know whoever. Yeah, because yeah, he also mm-hmm. said he dreamed of his his brother's dead and all these, you know. So he, you know, he mentioned quite a few bits in there, which. You know, again, it goes back to the whole the prophecy, you know, and dreams being misinterpreted. Like they're they're coming true, but they're just you know the people are misinterpreting them. Exactly. I like the camaraderie, and I mean, obviously, some of it is kind of is false camaraderie, but I liked a lot of that camaraderie of between the hedge knights. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. And it's just. But like, then I was disappointed to hear that like egg, you know, like the other squires were being dicks. Like I yeah. thought it was cool that like the hedge knights were being, you know. Hanging. I felt like I could, you know, I was going to just, like, go become a hedge knight and, like, hang out with these guys. Like, their What's meal that? sounded fantastic. Oh, like, even, yeah. like, the shitty meal they were getting sounded great. Yeah. yeah that was, they were keeping it funky. That was kind of a... <laughs> they and were. Like, he's There's drinking, some... like... What was he trying? Like, I liked the thing about, like, oh, you never refuse wine or, you know, never refuse yeah, a glass yeah, yeah, of yeah. wine or beer. And he was trying too. all different kinds. Yeah, he's trying all this new stuff, like... I'm kind of surprised nothing did happen with him and John the Fiddler at this point. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, why not try one one more new thing? You know, you already added a couple to it. It almost seemed like like Sir Maynard was getting in on that, too. Like, he seemed like he was flirting with, you know. (laughs) Could have been one big experimental train. There's all these young guys getting hammered. They finally got a good meal. They've got the big tourney and the you know tourney coming up. Yeah, and Sir They're Dunk's probably got big, broad arms. You just want to touch them. Yeah, it it was ripe. Probably not. A, yeah. You know, I would imagine like a lot of the serving ladies maybe didn't make it down that far in the hall. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if one day I was going to turn gay. Sir Dunk might be the guy. You know. <laughs> But it is throughout all these, as we've been reading this, there is a lot of, like, innuendo about how big he is and all, you know, constantly yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I do feel like the illustrations I see of him are kind of like a blonde, like a blonde brawny prince valiant or the brawny towel guy. And uh-huh. I actually with hair. More, <laughs> oh, the hair he does have hair. I'm thinking Mr. Clean. Yeah, I'm thinking Mr. Yeah. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean. That's egg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh, man, the brawny towel, <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> but I feel like he's sort of like a blonde brownie towel guy. The guy with the flannel. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) We need that that illustrated. And, you know, it's sort of surprising, like, that he doesn't, like, do any better with the ladies because, you know, he seems like he's probably pretty handsome from the reactions that we're getting. Yeah, but the thing about, like, it's, you know, it's believable. Like, until you actually go and do it, like, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, he's never done it, so it's got he's in that awkward stage before. Moves, yeah. So I feel like once he sticks it in, he'll go and stick it in a lot. But you know. <laughs> He really should have went straight to the twins and like hooked up with this fray chick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's like, Oh, she's doing pot boys? I'm a head I'm a step above. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just what thought a- this was a fun um I mean, there's obviously all the intrigue and stuff, but a lot of it was just kind of, you know, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, this was was cool. It was kind of like Clue set up, too, you know. It was like, you know, you could tell, like, all these characters were being introduced, and you knew someone was going to be, you know, not who they were. Yeah, and also, oh, around the fire, and that was one other thing that sort of, um, that I didn't point out, but remember when uh, Egg was getting particularly upset, and that's sort of like a theme here where he almost, you know, you get this feeling that Dunk's always on edge, that Egg's going to out himself, you know, uh-huh. which is extremely dangerous, but, you know, when they were talking, and they were talking about the black dragon and the red dragon and who fought who, you can clearly see, and with the dumping of the wine, that they're building up this scenario where you really feel, you know, there's this, uh, you're getting these clues about the, you know, sort of treasonous, you know, and then that starts right. with the you know, separate. And Egg, I mean, Egg naturally has mm-hmm. a hard time holding his tongue when, like, people are making these personal attacks, you know, directly on his father. So would he, you know, would he have had a lot of, um, did he live with them all? Like, I'm trying to get a sense of, did they discuss that? Like, would he have had a ton of interaction with Blood Raven, or do you think he's just defending him because he's a Targaryen, or is he just kind of... I think he probably has a fair amount of interaction, because it seems like they all lived at the Red Keep. And, I mean... That's what I was saying. You would have been really young, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) For lack of. (laughs) Okay, anybody got any last thoughts before we wrap it up, or are you. Speaking of wrap it up, I wrote a song about Dunk. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yes. Okay. It goes My name is Dunk, and I'm pretty tall. Me and my boy Egg, yo, we're having a ball. But when he messes around, I tell him I'm going to cloud him in the ear. And that's the end. Hey, that, that sums it up. He says that a lot. <laughs> I know. Like I can't wait. He only hit him one. He actually hit him one time too. And I was like, "You bastard!" I could, you know. I was, I was trying to count. First of all, thank you. And I, I can't it's actually awesome. even believe that happened. <laughs> it's awesome. The song. And it, oh, yeah, it works so well with the so segue. I, <laughs> I didn't have a. I didn't really end it well, but I feel like the beginning was good. You don't have to rhyme. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I was trying to count how many times Dunk was threatening him with a clone here. We should do that. It was funny because I actually looked up um, this whole saying, um, what words are wind? Clout. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I looked up words are wind, and apparently he didn't start using that till Storm of Swords. He didn't start it from the beginning. But I was curious if it was like something that he was connected with Brienne, but it wasn't. Other, like Davos mm-hmm. said it, and all these other people said it. So. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a cool saying, a, though. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't have a huge connection to Brienne. Yeah. But. Yeah, I noticed that too. Oh, they did. They did sing the Bear and the Maiden Fair at the, yeah, at the yeah. wedding. I noticed that, and the you know, and then we get the dreamed of you. But that was about it, I think. Okay, well, cool. Uh, let's see. And uh, I guess Eon, do we have any mail left? We have- <laughs> yeah, well, we we got some mail. We have one from Mary Ann, and it says, "I am very much enjoying your podcast of the Dunkin' Egg stories. 
And um, she says, I, I only recently found out that John the Fiddler was gay and that Alan Cockshaw was his lover. It changes the story. I heard that his... His being gay was the reason that Bitter still did not support his rebellion. Nor wait, wait, who's Cockshaw? Sorry to interrupt. He's the other that? dude that came in the beginning with Sir John. So he's like the, he's a, another he's lord, right? Yeah. yeah. And they and then, literally named his gay lover Cockshaw. <laughs> wow. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? In the in the audiobook, when they, when Harry Lloyd says Cockshaw, it sounds like Cockshire. It's really yeah. perfect. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. He sure loves cock. That's also the guy that Dunk overheard while he was taking a piss. Oh. Him and Gormy. Oh. I'm sorry, I interrupted this. That's okay. Um, she also says, I hope She Wolves of Winterfell comes out soon. I want to see young Nan and find out if she is the one oh. with whom Dunk loses his virginity. Anyway, I have gone on way, way too long. I am a big fan of your podcast and looking forward to it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, really? I, uh, this is going to sound so terrible, but I don't want Brienne to be related to Hodor. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, if man. Oh, that's true. If that's. <laughs> I just. You know. I care. Yeah. Well, Hodor wasn't always a goofy bastard. Like, well, maybe he I was want... a genius. I want Brienne to be like special. I want I I don't want Dunk to be egging the fourth and spreading his power balls all over the place. Like yeah. I want us to be like you know, she's the special one. I no, suppose. it's we've always known there were like four. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, well wasn't there a character at the in the Night's Watch also with John? That was a really tall guy, but he but didn't make small, it. There are a lot of candidates. Paul? I mean, a lot of people think that the Cleganes are descendants of Dunks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of candidates. Oh, you know what's interesting? You mentioned Clegane, which made me think, too, about this whole Gormengast thing. There also is, that's a nod to um, Steerpike as well, who is in the novel. Apparently, the hound, you know, the whole deal with his... Steerpike also got burned on his face and had a, um, huh. a fear, a really strong fear of fire, too, as well. So, I don't know. That Hi, maybe George, too. get your own idea. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> what a copy balls. It's a homage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, if you say it in a French accent, it's okay. <laughs> yes, that's how you know it's cool. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, that would be, I don't know. I'd be okay with having, I'd love to see a young man. Anyway, we get her. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, like but, but nothing for wins. No, oh. no one cares about the sheep wolves of Winterfell if we don't. Yeah. But wait, did you guys hear that he's done with wins and he's writing Dream and that he's just going to release them together? Oh God! Wait, what? <laughs> what? You haven't heard this? No. Tell us. That's like the prevailing theory right now. Oh my he's like said on several occasions he would never do that. That would be so. I would punch him in his old man face if that was <laughs> the case. <laughs> Literally, they can't bind a book that big. <laughs> no, I mean, they were not going to combine the them. They were going to release it. Like, like he just is so bad at like putting things in order that like he had to write everything and then kind of sort it out. Is what like I read. He's never going to write either of them. So what happened Probably, with exactly. these recent rumors, though? Did they all pan out, guys? Like, what happened? Was this just all lies? <laughs> this French thing? Yeah. I think it's like they just have. Oh, that it was at like a French publicist. Yeah, publication yeah. place. Yeah. Just they have placeholders, but they've had placeholders probably forever. So. Yeah, like new, last New Year's Eve was like the big one. So it's get hype uh, for nothing. Yeah, we don't exactly. speak of last New Year's Eve. 
Seriously. A day to remember. It was rough. <laughs> it was. So and then rough. he wrote that. Yeah, he's a little. <laughs> well, yeah. If I, could, I would, I would steal his fedora and never give it back if I could. <laughs> oh man. He broke faith. He broke oh, faith. He did. He really did. We got one more, one last one from Heidi, and it says, "Hi there, ladies." I enjoyed your live podcast this past week and know that information, photos, and spoilers for Season 7 have been flying in like crazy over this past week. One, I know you'll be having another Season 7 update in October, but what do you think about the idea that Euron will intercept Asha slash Yara and Theon and then take one of them prisoner? Uh, What will happen now? Will Asha Yara be the one tortured this season? Super fun. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, where are they? Are they in separate ship than 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 Danny? Yeah, or? apparently there's a like apparently there's, like there's three supposed main to be a ships. sea battle. Oh, and... I hadn't heard that. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, oh, I mean, as far as we as far as we know, it was on Watchers on the Wall. Oh, they seem to be fairly accurate. So that's why so. they think Theon is going to die. Yeah, they're die. pretty good about that. So that's the yeah. kind of theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, then yeah, that I makes more that. sense. If that's <laughs> disappointing, I feel like one dragon could end a sea battle pretty quickly. I agree. I agree strongly with that. That's kind of shameful unless if that he, happens. Well, unless they're going to give him that horn. Okay, but it would be quite, what do they call that, retcon? If they just throw a, corn, a, a horn in there? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a magical horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ha, 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 magical horn. Yeah, and the way he was like, you know, the way he was yelling about things up on that, like, cliff, you know he would have mentioned it then if he had it. He yeah. would have mentioned it after he mentioned his exactly. big cock. Exactly. <laughs> Here's my big yeah. cock and here's my big horn. Here's, here's the list of ways that I am awesome. I am yeah, storm. Yeah. I have a big cock. I have a magic horn. Like, yeah. It would have been like yeah. that. Might have been number one. It would have been like I have a magic horn. My wiener is gigantic. I am a storm. I keep my yeah. wiener in the horn and I wear the horn like a cod piece. Yeah. I feel like you could maybe Boom. make Boom. Into a song. <laughs> I, oh, don't tempt me. Do not tempt me. <laughs> uh, let's see. She also says, "I saw on Watchers on the Wall that there were sand snakes in Belfast this week. Ew, bad pussy indeed. Oh, no. What you gonna do? <laughs> right? That one sand snake that we saw her boob. She is really hot. <laughs> I like the middle sand snake, the one that was in Star Wars, the best. If I had to pick, I think I mean, is that not the one? They're all hot, aren't they? It's not a hotness problem, is it? Uh, I don't, I don't know, but that so. one. I think was it was a bad writing mediocre. Oh, yeah. And they just ruined Dorn altogether. Like, yeah, they're pretty badass, and they completely took that away. Like, yeah. yeah but, you know, I, would, you I mean, know I'm that. still sort of wouldn't mind getting Sorella cast, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Not happening. Let's see. I thought I saw it. I only have one thing to quote from the Mystery Night Part 1. I would love to cross swords with you, sir. I've tried men of many lands and races, but never one your size. Was your father large as well? John the Fiddler, page 244. Crossing swords, sexual innuendos, a new ship, dunk on, funkler, or diddler? Funkler? Diddler. Uh, I think we also have a poll we'll be posting yes. on Twitter. This has to be a Twitter poll. That's amazing, Diddler. All of these names are like the Diddler. <laughs> like a porn name. They're like porn names. They <laughs> really are. Like I kind of like dunk on. <laughs> be like no, his name, his porn name would literally be like Funk on Diddler. 
<laughs> oh goodness! I love this this postscript right here. It says, "P.S. I participated in the Disneyland half marathon last weekend, and had your drunk cast on my playlist. Your laughter kept me going for the last few miles of the race, and I appreciated the smiles it always brings to my face." Aww. Rock on, ladies! Oh, that's so cool! Awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome place to that run a marathon. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> really cool. Thinking to run like. Oh my god, if I don't keep running, I'm going to end up like these losers. <laughs> no, keep they say laughter is like really good for breathing. <laughs> really? Because I would think you'd probably get stitches, you know. Like, <laughs> Mickey Mouse side. would look at you kind of funny. What's this lady laughing at? <laughs> really not child friendly. <laughs> that probably, yeah. Imagine like seeing her like tired as hell and just like laughing hysterically as she like puffs and puffs to the finish line <laughs> people would have thought she was crazy <laughs> that's awesome though thank you for listening <laughs> all right yeah, well, that's that's the comments cool cool awesome okay well keep sending us any questions you have we only have uh two more episodes and we'll be finished with our read through of the Dunkin' egg series so if you have any you know things that you really want to curious about want to want us to bring up send it to us and uh, you can reach us at close the door end at gmail.com on tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com follow us on twitter at door podcast uh, please like review subscribe to us on itunes podbean youtube google music uh, wherever you listen and please support us on patreon at close the door uh, thanks donkey leg for guesting again you're always fun <laughs> yeah, fun you. time yeah. <laughs> Anytime, guys. You know. You probably don't want to say that. <laughs> oh, hey now. We'll have to. But you know, think about life without a leg. It's kind of like that without donkey legs. You know? <laughs> we'll have to get you on for a drunk cast sometime. <laughs> that would be exciting, you know. <laughs> okay, and uh, thank you, everyone else. And uh, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. <Thank you. laughs> I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>